What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. <laughs> the elephant in the room, and there goes Paul. All right, this is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, and this is Manny Digital. And we live from South by Southwest. Yeah. Oh, wait, we got we to... Gotta... We also got our what up, what up, what up? They still allow me to sit in here and talk that shit. This uh, is Transports, Dream Big Hip Hop, Paul. Yeah. And we got AKZ in the building, too. Yes, sir. Yo, make some noise, everybody over there. <laughs> 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 I actually wanted to just be quiet because right. nobody here. But we are at the Belmont. Shout out to the homie Jimmy for hooking it up. We have a special guest coming soon, but until then, we... We're going to kick it. We're kicking it. Like we normally do. Uh-huh. So, EFN, you and uh, Paul... Why do you put that voice, though? What voice, bro? <laughs> hey, so, EFN. Ooh, EFN. Yo, E! Yo, E! Jesus. No patanto, go. Yo, you got a situation, right? We have a situation. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, Weird Thoughts. You don't want to call you Weird Thoughts. Weird again. Thoughts, Icky Hood. Icky Hood, Dream Big uh, Hip Hop. The guy... <laughs> this, um... What is your other name? Dream, Dream, Ch- uh, Dream Champ Sports. Drink Chance Sports. One Lega Lega. That's it. That's it. So, you know, nah. So, we're here in South by Southwest in Texas. Um, we came out here. No real reason. We came out here to just network and, and you know, hang with the fatherhoods and, and do our thing. And so, we're leaving our families, right? But then now, this Boeing situation that's been going around with the, the, the crashes, the U.S. finally grounded the Boeings. And there's bad weather in the area in Texas. So, our flight got canceled. So now a day, a day in advance, right? Day yeah. in advance, and Paul had to get back. Uh, Icky Hood, weird thoughts. Uh, one Lego Lego. He had to get back home for a date with his wife that he had planned months out in advance. Mm-hmm. I have my family, and the one thing that I wanted to pose here on the pod is like, how do we feel about us that we all you know go out there and we work and we travel? Um, how do you feel when like do you feel that guilt that like you're like letting down your family? You're not getting back to them on time, you know, or Let's just say it's not a cancellation. Maybe it's just like there's opportunity to st- stick around somewhere out of town to, for opportunity. Do you know? Do you feel guilty? Are you torn between seeking the opportunity or getting back quickly home to your family? Mm-hmm. I like to say. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that there's always a balance. You know, you have your your spontaneous non-emergencies that you're not in control of. Obviously, you're in control. You keep to the schedule. But your spouse knows in many trips and several trips that we do, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's never been a cancellation. It's never been due to a Boeing incident where the president grounded everything in the United States. But it's understood. They know that we can't figure it out. We're not in control of that. So it's an obstacle, but we're going to get through I'm I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm mad morbid. I didn't answer. <laughs> well, Paul didn't answer shit, man. I started drifting on my emotions, yeah. breaking the California dates with my wife. Right Talking about California drifting, we have a guest from California coming up. <laughs> okay, okay. I want to hear your side. 
Uh, yeah, no, I would definitely, I definitely get the guilt feeling because, you know, I feel like, all right, I'm, I'm here for a certain amount of time, and then I got to get back and, and get back into family mode. So, luckily, I mean, when you sent that text, I definitely got stressed out all of a sudden, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> for yourself or for me? Not for you. Both. Everyone. Like, like wondering if your flight was going to get delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I just know, I, you know, I knew that that was stressing you out, and then I'm thinking, damn, man. My flight now gonna be right. is Manny's flight is everyone's. Flight well, I mean, your up. shit, your shit was gonna go real sideways because originally they the wanted us to like three Monday. days out, yeah, yeah, like, and then and then the thing is, which Twill was flying, so she was like, oh, she like it was funny because she was like, for some reason I can't, I can't, no flights will come up for you. And I'm like, you know, it's Twill. She was, like, oh, it's two of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have just said, fuck Paul, Icky Hood, one leg a leg, I'm out. You know, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> for me, it, it really depends, like, what the circumstances, right? Because if, if I'm traveling for work or networking or even for fun, my wife and I have an understanding. And, and I go through it with my kids. I mean, my kids are old enough to understand, right. like, yo, daddy's going away for whatever. Uh, so we kind of make fun of it. So when I get here, like, I tour them through my hotel. Like, we, we kind of make Oh, like FaceTime and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they, they're also kind of excited when I travel because yeah. they get to see a new hotel room. But... If if I have something going on, like my my daughter's basketball season just ended, so like if this was during her basketball season and I had to come back to go watch her play or what have you, I think I'd be stressed and feel like the guilt you're talking about. Right. But because the expectations are already preset, and for instance, if it's like, yo, this is real key networking opportunity that presented itself, I might have to change my flight. I, it's like it, there's a good reason for it, so I don't necessarily feel the guilt. Yeah, I have the support at home. Like the support is always there, but just that's just my own internal. Yeah, I think it's a feeling of like wanting to be home. No, it's an individual thing. Like for me, this is all new, so these these feelings are right. all completely new for me. I don't know how to feel about my feelings. Yeah, you know if that makes any sense. So, and then you know, like I know that, that my girl when she facetimes me, she just you know it's it's a positive thing. She wants me to connect with my daughter and whatever. But I almost feel like it's like a guilt trip too, like, oh damn. Look at your daughter, look what you left behind. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, you know? And then and then and not for, and I've always kind of thought like this, but even more now that I have a child, like I'm always like, but what if? What if something bad happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Like I'm not oh like like I'm one of these like exaggerated thinkers that can think very vividly. Yeah. And I could imagine like the plane went down and all of a sudden my daughter's thirty years old or she didn't have a daddy, she has daddy Yo, issues. Yeah. The yeah. whole movie. Oh, the movie played? I even scored the movie <laughs> on the way there. So. <laughs> I have a situation right now, actually, like Manny said, about being in season with your kid. My son has a game tomorrow night. You know, my daughter has practice Sounds like you tonight. want to promote it. Like, is there like a website? No, <laughs> no, the thing is that I would be there involved. Paul's and very involved in this, all the sports. I would be there involved, and if I tell them... I don't know where he finds it. And also, for those that don't know, Paul has six kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They haven't listened to Pasta. Yeah, yeah. And Paul's also kids. Icky Hood, One Lega Lega, uh, Dream Big Hip Hop, So Dream I Chance tell Sports. my son, I'll be there, I'll take you to practice. And then I'm not going, so I tell him, okay, let me call your coach to see if he can pick you up to take you to practice. He said, I already did it. Who said, said this? My son. I said, Whoa. I said, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I already sent send a message to... I already text the coach if you can pick me up. And right there, I said, damn. damn. He don't even need me to organize his ride trips no nah, more. Nah, he's trying to he's, punk you right there. He's independent. He's yeah. growing up. I think he I miss you're man. unreliable. <laughs> no, no, my, my, my consistency is straight, but it's just like this moment, I would usually call the coach, and he was like, nah, I already called the coach. And I said, well, why are you calling? It's my job. And he was like, uh, no, I know you out of town. Damn. Right. That's good. Right. But it's like, it's the, it's the beginning feelings for me. Like, I have six kids, but... 
is my son, and you know he's telling me this. Oh, all right. So now like, I let him be a young man. So like him. that's that's like a big sign for you of like independence. Independence. This this connect. You know, yeah. you, you, each kid you have that one on one bond, and then as they grow individually, they disconnect. My oldest, she's disconnected. She's a young adult. Right. She ain't no joke. My second oldest, she's still connected. We still on that vibe. My, and then so forth, so on. So with that moment, I was like, oh, okay, so you went and took your business. All right, I'm going to go cry in the corner, but I'm not going to let you know. <laughs> good, good for you. And I, I let him just, you know, live on that decision, and I'm happy with him, and we keep it going. But that's a great look. Yeah. Walking into the building. <laughs> Fall away from all that. <laughs> nah, don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. Yeah, don't don't you're good. You're good. EFN, let them know who's here. Yo. We got a good friend of ours, Crooked Eye, is in the building right now. King hey, Crooked. Crooked. Are you yeah. Crooked? I, know I, keep, I think I keep telling you this every yeah. time I'm drinking I'm a different drink. Well, what are you drinking now? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on beer right now. All right, I'm Crooked Eye right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, do you know about this podcast that I'm doing? You told me about it somewhat. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, we, we just, we're fathers, and we just felt like there's a void within the hip-hop community for us to be represented as fathers, you know? Word up. So, I, and you know, just we just talking shop, basically, about being fathers, you know? Yeah, hip-hop is at that age. Many, many fathers now. Grandfathers. Grandfathers. talking about being a grandfather on here. Wow. Yeah, he sounded like a grandfather. Salute to him, though. That's dope. Yeah, shout out to Bun B, man. That's, that's big bro right there. You know, he's one of the real ones in the game, you know what I mean? Like, off-camera and on-camera, you know what I mean? Same dude, solid. Shout out to UGK, Pimp C forever. And young Jimmy Yo. Get an entrepreneur. We're doing what we do, man. Glad you guys are bringing something to the table for the fathers and showing a different side for hip hop. Thank you. Thank you for having you know, us here, man. No yeah, problem, yeah, man. We appreciate you. Welcome to Austin, Texas. You so, know? so, Jimmy, for yeah. those who don't know you, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. I have a company called My Executive Room. We help emerging artists. We got over 100 emerging artists that were helped developing, marketing, getting them where they need to be in their career. And then we work with a few A-list strategics to make sure that their creative expression is out there and they're in the right rooms. So you can't always be at the right place at the right time, but right. you can always be in the right room, you know? So I connected yeah. with EFN. It ain't an elevator pitch, that shit is solid. Yeah, that's, that's how all me and EFN met, man. We was building and he taught me something called polite persistence. Yeah, yeah. And that's got me man, to the next still, level. With you, huh? I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> politely annoying. <laughs> now, let me tell you, man, he's a stand up dude. You know, there's not many stand up people in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least. And that I've come across, and and he's always been solid and, and respect to you, and appreciate you for always you, being on point, persistent, yeah, you know, and consistent. You yeah, know thank you, man. Salute. Yeah, as well as crooked. Yeah, yeah, you know, hell of a dude, stand up dude as well. You know, we 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 had an opportunity to work together and do stuff, and just real solid people right here. We we were just uh, before you guys walked in, we were just listening to uh, EFN's album and mm -hmm. the track that you you was on, uh, crooked, and it was I mean. We, Zoned out, like it got us right for there you go. Like, what we're about to do right now. Word up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was my pleasure, man. Thanks Thank for the you. invite. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to spread the talent. You know, once I'm once I'm gone, and you know, on the other side, I want to make sure that there's nothing left in this physical body as far as talent. I want to use it while I'm on the earth. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So. 
Thanks for that invite, you know what I mean? And if you got another one, shoot it my way. Shit, we're going to do something. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, let's talk fatherhood stuff right now. So before you guys got here, we started talking about, so you know this whole thing with the, with the flights, the Boeings, and they grounded them and stuff? So they they grounded all the Boeing 737 Max, right? And our flight, my dog, we're going back to Miami. They canceled our flights. Oh. So what we're talking about is, you know, we travel a lot in this industry. What we do, what? How do we feel? Like, do we feel guilty when we leave our families and and either something happens unforeseen, like a canceled flight or something, or opportunity arises where you got to extend travel because you know something came up for business? Like, how do you feel leaving your family home? Do you feel some kind of guilt? Like, how does What's what's that for you guys? I mean, for me, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like we got to view everything as an opportunity and everything is meant to be. Right. So if the flight is canceled, you know what I mean? Um, even if it's not a good reason, I'm going to make one. Right. I don't focus on negativity, you know what I mean? I focus on positivity. So, um, and, that, and that translates in my household, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, I've been a stranger to my kids forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm always traveling, and I've been doing this for 25. You know what I'm saying? Um, professionally, um, you know, since I was a teenager. So yeah, they they they're used to it, and um, you know, it's just that uh, you gotta come back when you do have time, and you gotta really focus and pour that quality time into your children because you miss a lot. I missed a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I used it used to haunt me. It used to I used to feel guilty about all the time, but um they're at the point now where they understand that the time is being spent for their, you know what I'm saying, benefit. And they know that, you know, it, it, sometimes you got different households where the parents are out all the time working and then the children despise the parents and say, "Well, hey, you are never in my life." And you know, and then you got the ones where the parents sit at the crib the whole time and they, and they say, you wouldn't work for us and we were poor, you know what I'm saying? So you, you can't win. You, you feel me? So, so knowing that, you know, that's science, you know, I just try to make sure that I, I, I give them details. Sometimes I tell them things that I don't have to, you know what I mean? But I just share the information with them. So they can understand that, okay, this is why this is happening. This is why he's gone this long. This is why I haven't heard from him. This is why, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, as grown men, we feel like, all right, I told you I'm gone. I'm gone. I'll see you when I get back. You know what I'm saying? But I think you got to, it's communication running nation, man. That's just basically what it is. And, you know, I've been blessed to have three children that really understand that, two daughters and a son. And, um, you know, they want me to keep rocking. And now that, you know, social media is what it is, they feel like they're with me half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, how big, and Jimmy, I want to get your perspective as well, but, like, sure. how big is, because we talk about this with everybody that's been on the show so far, and it's been, like, a common theme, like FaceTime or, like, you know, these chats that you can do video They're using chats. technology to stay in touch. Yeah, like, how big has that been in your connection with your kids? Because I, I personally, when I'm traveling, like, that helps a whole lot. Like, I miss my kids and my family, but, like, there is, I mean, as virtual as that shit is, there is still a connection through that, you know, medium. I think it, I think it's a duality still, mm-hmm. right? Because you could be in an elevator going to listen to an unreleased album from a legacy artist and your kid FaceTimes. And the elevator could be bad or it's just the wrong time. Right. And to hit that decline button on your kid. That's mm-hmm. that. Ha 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 
You see what I'm saying? So I used to try the FaceTime, and I, I thought it was valuable, which it is. But sometimes when you're in that moment, when you got to make that decision, I can't. I, I still don't know how to that's overcome no, that's that. That's real. You I know? felt that today. FaceTime. I have a young ten month baby, you know, so, yeah. hitting, you know, decline, I feel some kind of way, like, I'm yeah. decline my kid, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's all on the first kid, on the second, third, fourth, fifth kid. Yeah, yeah, I, decline, I declined decline. your ass today, decline. you catch that, you catch that? I'm, I'm gonna text you later. <laughs> yeah, this guy, not everybody has six kids, relax, buddy. I, I got five and a, and a stepson for about 18 <laughs> years, but anyway, when you, yeah, when they call, mm, Nah, I like I like the I fact that social media, you know what it's done because it created a different relationship between me and my kids, especially my older daughter. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I I, I get to see her humorous side more. You know what I mean? She sent me all these, um, you know, memes and stuff, in my DMs. You know what I mean? Like uh, the Ten Snack Commandments. Y'all saw that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you gotta peep that. She was going in on that, but uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of dope to 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 see the growth and and the different sides. You know, um, it's just it's fresh, man. I'm, I'm glad it's a way to stay connected. You know what I'm saying? It's a definite way to stay connected. Here's another reoccurring topic that we have, and, and it goes back to music. And how do you guys handle? the filtering or do you filter the lyrics or the content of, of music that your kids are listening to and it's been a mixed bag for like yeah we, we go had, back and forth and like we want, we want our kids to you know like enjoy the music like angie enjoy. martinez doesn't give a fuck she right. just plays whatever right know? how do you guys nah I, um you gotta you gotta reach a certain age limit in my house before you hear records with profanity on them okay you know what i'm saying like I think that comes from me trying to raise my kids the totally opposite of how I was raised. Not to say that my mom's let me do it, but we, she was a single mom. Different circumstances. And it was a lot of boys in the house, and she, she couldn't keep her eyes on everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And, you know, we was under the poverty line, so everything was hood. Everything was street. Everything was, you know, what they were talking about on the records is every, that we saw it anyway. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, we we could have played, you know, uh, Fresh Prince all day. We could have played, you know, G-rated rap music, and then as soon as we walk outside, everybody gang banging, slinging, dope pimping. You know what I mean? So it ain't our, our reality was realer than the records. You see what I'm saying? That's a bar right there. Yeah. So <laughs> so you know, I figured you know. Um, I ain't move y'all into this nice, quiet neighborhood for nothing. Right. You know what I mean? I want you to keep your head right. I want you to keep your head in the books. I want you to be sharp. I want you to be smart. I want you to be the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, 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 I don't allow it. You know what I'm saying? When you, you, that sticker, that's for you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And, 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 and so it, it was your music as well. Yeah, yeah. I turn it up like, nah, you're not playing that right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Grown folks talking, you feel me? <laughs> I don't know. What, what's your age threshold? Uh, man, 16 at least. Yeah. You know, if for the girls, I'm like 18, 20, 20 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I know, and I know that's a double standard. Yeah, yeah. You know Gender what I'm saying? Specific with that shit. <laughs> but it is so sexual. I mean, the music is well, super yeah, sexual. Oh my is, god! Like, you can't deny what what happens. In I mean, middle schoolers are listening to everything. 
It's just, yeah. it's just, yeah, but does it, it they can be, hear it from their friends, but it doesn't have to be the parents right, exposing right. them to it. And, and that's what it is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking to somebody who had kids as a kid. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, even though I got daughters in college, um, you know, when, when they come home, they know just from the, from, you know, hey, turn that off. My, my pops is right here. You know what I'm saying? They friend come through or something like that. They got that respect. You feel me? So I, I believe that that was built from, you know, establishing that. Now, you know, um, I, I, I got homies who don't care. They five-year-old in the backseat. They bumping all kinds of shit. You feel me? And, and, you know, I just hope that, I just hope that those, those, those kids and those households and those parents understand how to separate the lyrics from and, and the profanity from real life and, and you know what I mean and yeah. and they not they not really too uh, impressionable yeah. by the music because you know from the age one to seven what we learn is what's gonna stick with us for the rest of our life and it's gonna affect us as adults so we got to be very careful what we pour into the kids' heads yeah. from that age. Yeah, you know you're what I'm not saying? having a convo about the context of what's really happening with the with the songs. Then there's no context conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he called her a bitch because the bitch. So what happened was she was a bitch. <laughs> she lied to homie. <laughs> so so I got a question for everybody. Um, just more on the artist and the um, public figure side. How do you keep your kids away from the spotlight. For instance, you got Jay-Z. We all know what Blue Ivy looks like, right, what right. the twins look like. But J. Cole, I believe, had a kid, and he's right? It and yeah, yeah. Like, how do you filter that? How do you keep that away? What's the effects? What's the impact? You just say, had a kid. Yeah, I would say, first so, of all, luckily, we're not at the height of Jay-Z and J. Cole. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not big, though, in general. Mm. on social media and putting my kid out there like that. Okay. That's me personally. Mm -hmm. You know, um, every so often I might do it, you mm -hmm. know, like just because maybe I'm just in a mood that I'll do like, I'll post something that's mm -hmm. with my daughter. Yeah. But generally I don't do it. My girl, mm -hmm. she's more on like posting a lot on social media, but she's not necessarily in the public eye. She's not, you know, in entertainment. So her view is, Friends and family follow me. Mm -hmm. I'm updating them on, you know, my life and my daughter. So. Which, which brings me to the next point. How about when you have like a Khaled with a side, right? That, you that's, know, set is he setting up his future, the legacy. I just, maybe getting an extra hundred k or so to bring the kid through a walkthrough. Yeah. There's so many different labels. About because he's he's the homie from Miami and he hasn't come on Drink Champs and, and if, I keep, <laughs> if I keep talking shit, he'll never come on Drink Champs. But I, I, I mean, I, I definitely am worried for, for his son. Like, I hope and I'm imagining that not only are they setting up his financial future through all these endeavors using social media, but hopefully they're also going to look into psychological, mm. you know, ways of making sure he understands. Because do you know what that is for that kid to... Like the child star. Yeah. It's, right. Right. They all fail. They, they all mm -hmm. have issues in life. So I'm, I'm hoping... That these they're thinking that through as well, you know, like it's just reality. Yeah. That, so Crooked just brought up something that I always struggle with, and again, I'm, I'm nowhere near star, you know, caliber, right? But but still, I'm very cautious of what I put put out there about my family. Mm. And there's so many things that go through your head. It's like, yo, I, I tend not to put location, or if I do, I do it after the fact, because like if I'm away from home. 
in my head, so I'm from the Bronx, so I'm always like mm-hmm. surveying and thinking there's some shit going down. So I'm always like, all right, if I'm gonna put a location, I'm gonna make sure it's like kind of scattered so people don't really understand what's happening because I'm putting people at risk potentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm very cautious about it, but it's in the same vein, to like your girl's point, K- uh, e, uh, yeah, e. KE, KE, <laughs> uh, we, we, do a, we have a lot of family that follows us, and a lot of my family doesn't live in, the, in this country. So it is a quick way for them to kind of keep tabs on what my family is doing. But if I'm in a position like Crooked, for instance, I'm probably going to be super conservative about how I approach things. Yeah, that's, that's real, dude. Like, I, I mean, you know, thankfully my daughters, they like, now nah, we don't want none of that. We don't want none of that. Your fans coming over, you know, why did he do this and why did he or why didn't he or tell him to drop this kind of, you know what I'm saying? So they don't even want to be involved. And that's great because, yeah, so they could be they can, you know, I could keep that kind of personal, still have something that, you know, is personal to me. You know what I'm saying? And then I don't know about my son. though. he look like he want to get jiggy out there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But. Yeah, I feel you on that, you know, dropping locations and, you know, innocent things that families do. Hey, we're at El Torito eating, you know, drop the location. The next thing you know, you go out in the parking lot and it's a private party waiting on you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel I feel the hell out of what you're saying, yeah. I'm the extreme where I don't even have, I don't have any social media. <laughs> he doesn't even let us post his picture for this podcast. I don't have podcast. any social media. I don't want to be on social media. Why is that, bro? I just, I like to stay, per- I like to stay private, you mm, know what I mean? So right. for me, and especially with my kids, it's like, my kid, rather, it's um. If I don't know you, you're not gonna get a picture of my kid. Right, right. No, I feel you. Basically, what a boy. Hey, I know you. Not a lot of picture of your kid, though. <laughs> hey, you know, that's me. real talk, so, though. That, that's just how I feel. That's how I maneuver. And I, and for me, just me personally, I don't know. When I look at social media, it, I, I walk away feeling kind of. I don't feel so great. It's anti right. social media. Right. Yeah. So I just, you know. It, feel like it takes a lot of time away from mm. other things that I could be doing and stuff. So right. that's just my... But I'm thing. big on energy, so I feel you like that. You know, you... And I got daughters, so, you know, I don't want to be posting something and somebody say something disrespectful oh. in the comments. The yeah, comments were right. made for disrespect, oh, you feel me? The cyber thug is crazy. Man, dog, and I, now I'm and feeling... It's senseless. They, like shit that you just don't even know what, why this person see, even took the time out of the time day out of to their write day. some crazy shit. Like, just, really, bro? Just think, you know? think of the amount of time it takes to just write a nonsense comment. I mean, you could be doing something way better. You could have thought a way iller thought. You know what I'm saying? An idea than to come and fuck with me on my page. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even mad. So I definitely don't want that for my children. And when they hurt, I hurt. So I don't want them to... Have to ah man, you I'm just more, glad. Right, like you just yeah. yeah. Now you're ready to pull up, like Mayno. You know what I'm saying? When he when he but pulled up on Homegirl <laughs> at the damn T-Mobile <laughs> or something. Yeah. We also have a a certain amount of time. Like look, our kids are gonna have more than enough time to have right. deal with all kinds of fuckery, right? Right. So we have a limited amount of time when they're younger to shelter and protect them as much as we want to, right? Mm-hmm. Without exposing them to too much, because again. They're going to have the rest of their lives. Well, the unfortunate part for our kids, and we're all close to age, is that we grew up in a time without social media, so right. we, we get it in a different way. Yeah. Where everybody growing up now, it's it's just that. It's just you that. Know, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's, it's like their second reality, yeah. unfortunately. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, Facebook, all that, yeah. Damn. 
I don't even, I couldn't imagine what it's like to, you know what I'm saying, grow up on, say, social media. Like, you could go right now and look at your baby pictures almost and be, like, in high school. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Go to MySpace and all that type of shit. That's not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's a trip. So, so you have, you said, a couple daughters in college. Yeah. How is that, and, and you mentioned also that they don't necessarily want to be involved in right. your star, you know, power, I guess. How do they avoid it? Like, and I know you're, you're not really out in the open about it. Like, yeah. you're similar to how I look at things right. as far as conservatism goes. But, like, how do you avoid not associating yourself with your daughters and them with you? They don't even, they like, Dad, I ain't even following you, man. <laughs> <laughs> And if they do, they'll just drop me, like, you know, a comment, an inside joke. You know what I'm saying? People don't even know, you know, that's my daughter messing with me. You know, they just think somebody cracking jokes on me. You know what I'm saying? But they, 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 and and, and it's not their world. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're into stuff like helping kids, other kids, at-risk youth. And, you know, they're into, you know, donating time at the Y. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're into doing great things at a young age, you know what I mean? So they're not wrapped up in that world. If they were wrapped up in that world, they'd be like, that. Because, I mean, you know, I, um, I had an offer from somebody, at one of the producers from uh, Love & Hip Hop wanted me to, you know, do the Love & Hip Hop show. And, um, you know, my daughter was like, oh, heck no, man. Oh, no, man. You have cameras in here? Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got some great kids. Yeah. The kids will be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be the shit my at school. Right. Yeah, my IG followers going to be Yeah, crazy. he's about to get crazy. He's looking up to the Kardashians and as that's like the role models for how to function in life and getting followers and make money and they think that's it the end all be all is that yeah you know i mean how can you not kylie like a billionaire right yeah. like I, I, that's an enormous amount of pressure on a, on a young girl yeah, to see absolutely. this person become a billionaire basically like how she became yeah. one which is i don't know how the fuck she became <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know how it's kind of started <laughs> oh, yeah, ray j hit it first <laughs> So, so speaking of fatherhood, what fatherhood translates to, to me, is leadership. Right. And um, something I commend Crooked Eye about is just his leadership and just his family. Good looking, bro. We've um, been on his journey music-wise, and he's been telling me about his brothers. They actually put their, a group together, rebranded, and they call themselves Family Business. Mm-hmm. And I was able to ask him why and started digging deep. And he was talking how they was younger how he educated them through music, showing them the ropes, teaching them different things. And I I feel like it takes a tribe to raise a child, but most importantly, the family, the household. So when you guys was mentioning the effects of being in a different city, going to a different show, he has brothers that are ill MCs, like incredible MCs, and he may be getting a look somewhere and he may come home, and it may have a certain effect, right? And right. at the point he's at in his career, passing the torch down and creating a platform for his brothers, I'm, I'm anxious to figure out how does that feel as a leader with your family, like in, in a fatherhood perspective on the music side for your brothers. How does that feel when you can turn around, create opportunities, and this time right. bring them along for the same press runs, 
the same events, shaking hands, meeting the big homies like EFN and the team? I feel great, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in, we, like I said, we grew up in a single mother home, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we had a couple different fathers that d did the same thing, basically, you know, and bounced out. It, it happens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we hip-hop raised us. Right. You see what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of knowledge that came from hip-hop. I mean, we didn't have father figures in the house. We had yeah, street father yeah. figures outside. It's like hip-hop you know was saying? like our father. Yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. Well. Man, dog, I, I could tell you the, the things I learned from hip-hop, you know what I mean, that I didn't know. Like, yo, what? KRS one said, what? Let me go look at look that up. You know what I'm saying? What, what Rakim talk about? I'm God. I didn't even know what a five percenter was at that time. You know what I'm saying? So and back then you were you were cracking open the encyclopedia. And the you better believe it. <laughs> and now they don't even want to do it, and it's as easy as hell. I'm like, I had to go to the library, homie. But um, yeah, it just it feels good to bring. You know, I'm I'm really big on. Um, you know, the, the universal laws, you know what I'm saying? And I'm really big on um, thoughts becoming things, you know what I'm saying? And I had a couple ideas, and one of them was to, you know, become a new brand with my, with my, um, with my brothers, do a, do a project, you know what I mean? Bring them to the table, let them enjoy all the things that I've enjoyed in this game, you know, as I evolve and go elsewhere, right. you know, let them do their thing, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, to see it come you know, to become a reality right now. We are South by Southwest. I'm here with you guys. You know what I mean? We got a, um, our first Crook's Corner, which is another um, idea of mine that's, that's coming to life right now where we just engage with the hip-hop community. Um, we're doing a venue tonight, you know what I'm saying, um, to launch it. And it's just, it's, it feels good because we came from nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a song lyric, you know what I mean? Facts. We we can't. It's facts, and you know now we're here, man, and and we're moving forward. It's it's a great feeling, man, and uh, you know those are my daughters and my son's uncles, right. you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know it goes back to fatherhood. Their their prosperity is, is my children's prosperity, and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's creating that family environment, man. That yeah. a lot of us have. Exactly. You know you, you're maintaining that, and that's, that's positive for your kids as well. Yes, sir. Do your yeah. kids know the background that you, I mean, have they been able to experience firsthand at all where you came from versus where they are in, in their lives? Not really, because they were very young when we were, you know, struggling, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they, were, they were too young to remember. They, the first thing they remember is, you know, a better house, a better situation, a better everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they, they, they hear the stories. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now I start to feel like all those cliche fathers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we walked to school for miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those. Yo, they be clowning me. <laughs> My kids know me already. They, when I be like, listen, let me tell you something. That, that right there, that's the intro to uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I say, listen, everybody, let me tell you something. They go, oh, <laughs> Here we go. And I got. 20, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got I got 22 all the way down to nine year old kids. Right. So they, 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 they all look at me like this and I'm about to talk some others. I took them all to New Jersey one day for a childhood tour. We realized that my they, yo, we, we realized that my five mile walk in the snow with penny loafers on. Was really a block and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and they, oh, they, you you yo, you gave him the he, proof. He got you oh, oh, you got the bump, homie. You up the, the block. <laughs> I said, listen, it's four blocks, right? It's four blocks. Nah, it was way back there. 
Yeah, they get me. They get me and I laugh at it now. Just you just gave me a jewel, man. I, yeah. I'm never taking them back to none of, none of those stories I got about 20 mile walks. Nah, I ain't taking y'all over there. He's like, we lived in a shack and they see us. <laughs> they just think I'm fucking crazy, bro. Like, And it's just funny to me because you know how time passes. Yeah. The, the world becomes more sensitive to certain things right. and, you know, certain things become more politically incorrect. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm at the crib, I'm just at the crib and I say something and they're like, Dad, you can't say that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's, like, it's like, what do you mean I can't say that? I grew the fuck up saying that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they just think I'm a nut, man, but it's all good. For your daddy. Yeah, for sure. Other other people say they don't have one, don't see one, they know one, or yeah. there's a crackhead. Yeah. So it's like you know, my yeah. daddy works hard. He's a square. He works nine to five money. Yeah. Or my daddy is, is in entertainment. My daddy, whatever. Yeah. But they could say, yo, he's crazy, but that's my dad. That's my. Yeah. They say that to you, friend, about me. Yeah. I was gonna say that. my my daughter's godfather. Okay. Right? They be like, yeah, we know daddy's little. Yeah. <laughs> I just be looking at them like your dad and be like. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that reputation, man. <laughs> so crooked. In, in your case, right? You mentioned you grew up without a father. Right. And you had like people that came into the picture and it came in and out. Mm-hmm. But are you the oldest brother? I have a brother, an older brother, one older brother. Yes. Okay. Yep. Is he part of that that group? That you nah, have? he's doing his. He he's actually doing a radio show. I mean, we're all in the music. We come from yeah, a musical yeah. family. My mom used to sing. You know what I'm saying? And um, she was uh, like the background singer for the Gap Band and oh, different, oh, yeah, wow. different shit like that. So, and she wrote her own music. She had her own record deal, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, she had us and it was game over. <laughs> you know, so we kind of owe it to her to try to do something around this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, yeah, it was a musical family. My older brother, he's chilling, you know what I'm saying? Um, he gave us a lot of direction too. He was really out there in the streets, even crazier than everybody else. Though, you know, he's a chill dude now. But um, we learned we learned from older brother how to survive. You know what I'm saying? The block, and uh, you know, everybody played their position to get us to where we are now. And now, you know, I think everybody got their heads on right, and we just focus on trying to help the family grow. Man, I, I ask that because typically in a household of that nature. The oldest brother typically is like the father, the de facto right. dad, you know? right? Or or one of the one of the older right. in the house, and so it it seemed just from you describing like how you know your ascent and yeah. how you're working with your brothers to right. the brand, it, it felt to me like you were kind of that yeah. older brother almost in that in that. Yeah, I mean, I tried to I took I took on the responsibility because I felt like I felt like you know what we gonna we we getting out of this. Whatever this is, <laughs> we we leaving this shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, and you know, I, I, I'm always on that mission. You know what I mean? And it, that's going that trickles down to my cousins. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how I am. I'm a people person. I'm really I'm not a big on individualism. I'm big on groupism, mm-hmm. and I want to see everybody do well. So you know, it's just one of those things where I'm down to grind and, and spend my energy and time trying to make sure everybody else straight. You know what I'm saying? Here's something we were talking about last night. E, this conversation we had yesterday. Was I drunk? Because I mean, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was e offended a cop. E offended a cop. <laughs> he's a, he's a very intellectual. So, so basically, it goes back to I think it's safe to say we're we're all here materializing a better life or a more stable life for our kids than than we all have. Right. 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 Um, 
more so materially and just and also just you know more a stable household type thing. Right. Um, you were talking about questioning like how do you cut off at a certain point from like, wanting to give your kids everything they want so that they're not get spoiled. Oh yeah. yeah I know yeah. you're having a, a thought on that. What's your thought on that in terms of just like how do you like you want to give your kids. The yeah. things that you maybe didn't have, or you want right. to please them, but yeah. also you gotta. How do you strike that balance? balance and when yeah. do you strike that balance? Of like, well, I learned a lot, man. I learned that sometimes giving them what they want, then they'll turn around and say, "Why did you give me that?" Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I try to listen. It is a balance, and um, um, certain things they need to experience. You see what I mean? Like, like you know, you in the dorm room and. You want to try to squeeze a, 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 an expensive couch up in there, and it's no fucking reason to do it, right. you know, then you're going to have to go work for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because that's not a necessity. Right. You feel me? And, and you might not like, my, like, like that answer, but that's the answer you're going to get because um, I want you to experience working for it, squeezing it in there, and figuring out that you didn't never need it in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? And I can't tell you that. And that's the thing about parenting, man. It's so hard because we want to tell our kids, we want to give them the road map. Like, we've been there before. You go down this street, you turn down that street, you go down this street, and you're there. And no matter how much we do that, it doesn't work like that. They have to experience the journey on their own. So, and experience gives them a certain personal education that us drilling it into their heads is not going to give them. So, I want them to experience certain things, so I, I I think that it's like you said, just to balance it out and and you know, you know, reward hard work, you know, um, encourage them if they got some kind of dream to do something that costs you know money, you have to provide financially for that, you know, to get them started. That's cool, you know what I'm saying. But just giving them anything they want, I, I went through a phase where I gave my kids a whole lot of stuff and. More. Later on, when they were talking, I was like, hey, I used to give y'all this and this and this and that. And we didn't ask for that. Okay, so you know what? <laughs> Don't get that one. So when you want that Lambo, we're going to have a serious conversation. Ooh, that Lambo. Nah, we burning Gucci already. <laughs> Although we going to get to the Lambo. <laughs> is a difference when we know that we have it to give right. and we control how we give it. Right. Versus like when we was kid, I remember like I was crying to my mom like I want some motherfucking transformer like buy me this mm. shit. And my yeah. mom I now I know she had a decision. Do you eat today? Right. Or I buy this fucking transformer. Right. Right. You know? right. I didn't understand that as a kid. Right. But the difference is nowadays we can just it's like a safety like we can control it knowing we can give it to them. Right. But do we want to like yeah. yeah, is it good for them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what is it in the first place? You know what I mean? What's the value that they're gonna get right. out of it? So we Absolutely. were talking in our last episode. We were talking about um, how financial literacy plays a part in you know in the development of our ourselves, but also you know passing down to our kids. Yeah, right? AKA we lacked anything. Right, and, <laughs> and we still like we still every day we learn how to be more financially. Yeah, Paul, that's that's nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, for us, you know, it's a, it's a constant conversation. It's one that we're going to continue on this podcast. But it, I'm curious, in your side, how do you look at financial literacy? How does that play a part in how you've parented and developed your children? 
Well, it took me a long time because I had to get to a certain place myself before I could even be that example. You know what I mean? I, I, I messed up a lot of bread. You know what I'm saying? I got in the game. Um, I got blessed as far as getting major deals go. Got my first major deal, I was like 19. See what I'm saying? It didn't last long, but they gave me a big advance, right. more money than I ever seen before. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tricked off a lot of bread, man. And, you know, I got, I made, even when I started thinking I was smart about my money, I made some bad investments. You see what I mean? That, that you know, embarrassing numbers that you don't want to even talk about. So, um, you know, when it comes to financial education, you know, I think that hip-hop, and I want to create something, man. Maybe, I don't know. You know, we could talk about some stuff, but <clears throat> I want to create something that attaches more financial educators to the culture. Yeah, yeah. we need that. Because we have so much respect and admiration for super producers from the culture, super MCs from the culture, even certain executives. But we have some heroes that are not getting light. Yeah, yeah. You got Dr. Boyce Watkins. You got, you know, um, Dr. George C. Fraser. You got um, Michael V. Roberts, who's a billionaire who, write, who writes books about financial literacy, who came from nothing, and now he's a billionaire. Right. You know what I'm saying? These dudes need to be stars in the culture, too, because they're offering their time and wisdom and energy, and you go to the seminars and you don't really see hip-hop. You see people, you know, all ready to learn. That's great. Let's get that. But I don't see hip-hop. And then if they're going to be stars, then you're going to have more kids looking up to them and saying, right. well, I don't have to be just a rapper or, uh, or an entertainer or, or, any, or anything else. Like, exactly. I can... I can Aspire to be like this person. Like this person. Yeah. And, and, that, and that trickles down. Yeah. You know, the, we know the impact hip-hop has. Right. So uh, imagine if some of these guys became big, shining stars in the game and young people looked up to their financial moves and their, their um, suggestions and advice and all that kind of stuff. You know what that would do? That would oh, trickle, man. The empowerment would be crazy. It would be crazy, Yeah, because we were talking last night, it, again... Financial literacy, we, the idea of wealth versus making a lot of money for short-term purposes, mm -hmm. you know, at least me, I didn't quite get the idea of wealth until later on down the line. Mm. Now that I have a kid, I'm playing And what is like wealth? Like, yeah. we have a false idea, that's the other thing we're saying, what wealth is. Right. Wealth could be you're a billionaire, but wealth could be you just own your fucking crib. Right. I think we summed up. That's wealth. I think we yeah. Yeah, we, we can own an apartment. Is, yeah. At least there's a fucking roof over your head that you don't have to worry about. What do we sum it up? It's st stability, right? Stability. So you can yeah. pass Financial freedom. You can pass Thanks a lot, Paul. Well, there's a, guy, there's a guy who wrote a book called The Everyday Millionaire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he kind of broke down in that book how it's way more millionaires than we think, mm -hmm. especially if you count assets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some of these people just worked a regular job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And retired, bought property. Now you put the property together with whatever they did with their retirement fund. And they're millionaires. And they, they, they're all over the country. You know, and they're next to you shopping, and they're next to you, you know what I mean? So I, I think we also got to try to reshape that that mental picture we got in hip-hop of what a millionaire looks like. Right, right. right. 
right. Yeah, because it, it, in hip hop, it's all gold chains and all. No, hip hop perverts that. Like, right. You know, we actually, you're spending your money. You're, you're you're throwing away your wealth. Yeah. And trying to preserve an idea of what you look like to people out there. So how do you re- bring re- take that to the kids so they could be financially literate? You know, as an example, like how that's where we are now to give that to our kids so they could be financially literate. What he's saying, no one, right. put these people in, in a position where these kids so can see them. The yeah. yeah, and we got to talk about it more. Like we really have to talk about this more. And and it's not even just the kids. I feel like the pioneers in hip hop, all of us that are still working, need to do something to help them as well. You know. Yeah. And we got to stop being so greedy and stingy with uh, information, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to the Bay, man, and I seen some hip-hop guys up there in Silicon Valley, and they tiptoeing and, shh, don't tell nobody we here. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, this is something, yeah. People need to see this. It's also street mentality where it's like, you don't want nobody to know where you're getting your bag at, you know? Right, right. No, too. Yeah, yeah but, but my thing <laughs> is, if you don't want nobody to know where to, where you're getting your bag at, yeah. then stop posting your Forbes list right. and all that. You know what I'm saying? We know you got the bag. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So let's start sharing information more, man. It's 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 enough in the game for everybody, man. I, I that mentality to me is is a poor mindset. Yeah, totally. when you it's think crabs in the barrel type of mentality. that is not a. It's enough. It's enough for every. It's plenty, man. Just. But I mean, it's it's similar. Like everybody wants to be a rapper, for example, right? Right. right. And, and there's a there's a process to being a rapper. But you gotta bust your ass. Not only do you have to yeah. bust your ass, but you gotta be nice. Yeah. To really break through and do your thing. So all that says is in anything, you there has to be a solid plan of execution mm-hmm. and consistency mm-hmm. for you to achieve whatever. Right. So just because the information is shared, like mm-hmm. don't hoard the information. Yeah, yeah. Make it available. And yeah. Let the, those that are the best at it rise to the top. Yeah, yeah, because ninety percent of the people are not going to even use it. Yeah, so you don't have nothing to worry about if you think right. the, your market and your lane is going to get crowded. Ninety percent of the people are not going to even use it. They're going to listen to you say, "Oh, word," and they're going to keep right. moving. And you know what I'm and saying? You, and you see it in tech all the time. It's like, all right, so some people figured out this lane. Yeah, that just opens up opportunity for other people because now there's a derivative that somebody thinks, "Yo, oh shit, they did." Uber, for yeah. example, right? Oh shit, these fucking Lime scooters now can right, off right. basically the Uber platform. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always going to be something. You got to be a leg up, but the information needs to be spread. Yeah, I, I just and plus the example, you know, like you see these these brothers and sisters getting raped for their publishing, and you know what I'm saying? Their record deals are bad, and and you know, hey man, when they get that little bag. Let them, let them know about this little investment that you did. It might inspire them to call somebody and say, well, hey, man, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we got to look out for each other if it's really going to be a community. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, I hope, you know, um, thanks, first of all, for coming on. Bro. Oh, man, thanks for having me, bro. You know, we probably get out of here because they're about to turn up a fucking yeah. Southwest. <laughs> yeah, my man said there. they got to be nice, and I, I, I don't know what, what I'm hearing coming right. from over here. Know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you'll join us again, you know, at least via phone or whatever. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, let's just keep this conversation going. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, you're, sir. You're leading by example. We appreciate that. And, and thank you guys for putting this together, man, because, you know, they try to make us feel bad as we get older in hip-hop. Nah, nah, I don't nah. feel bad, God nah. damn it. I feel That's good. Why I don't use Fuck Beijing. y'all. No Beijing. <laughs> Hashtag no Beijing. <laughs> no Beijing. Yeah, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, we <The> ink beer. <laughs> Yo, be a father.
If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child.